Welcome to Unlock Financial Independence, the number one financial independence podcast for physical therapists. I am your host, Matt McClanahan. Welcome back, my financially savvy physios. I am your host, Matt McClanahan, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Unlock Financial Independence, where I help physical therapists just like you unlock your path to financial freedom while working as a PT. If you're new to the channel, welcome. And if you find this show valuable, I would love it if you subscribed and left me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. If you can leave a review, that would be fantastic. And for the new and old listeners alike, go ahead and subscribe to the once per month newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes for monthly tips on things like travel hacking, the state of student loans, listener wins, and more. But on today's show, We're talking about my finance story. What I'm hoping uh, you get out of today's episode is that it provides you with an idea of who I am and where I come from because everyone's money story influences how they think and feel about money. And because of how I think and feel about money, that's obviously going to come across in this podcast uh, moving forward. And so I just wanted to air it out there and let you guys know a little bit about me. So let's get into it. So from a young age, I can remember my parents arguing about money from time to time. And I grew up feeling like we were just scraping by, but I don't think we were. In my family, my mom is the one who controls the finances. My dad's relatively unaware of the situation, to at least to my understanding. My earliest memory of thinking about uh, finances was when my mom bought me a book about how to invest in the stock market. Uh, I tried to start reading it, but I never finished it. And it wasn't even geared towards younger readers like myself at that time, which was somewhere in high school. But I had other priorities. I was a first-generation college student, which means no one in my family before me had gone to or finished a four-year degree. So I was navigating college without uh, worrying the world about money. I thought, I'll just take the loans out. I need to I need to go in order to go to school to get this degree. So I started as an accounting major because I thought, I like math, let's do accounting. It was really that simple. (laughs) It wasn't until I took my first accounting class, uh, my second semester freshman year, that I realized accounting isn't the math I was interested in. So I quickly switched my major, but I had no idea what I would switch it to. I liked working out, so I decided on exercise science. The counselor asked if I wanted to declare a pre-degree, like pre-med, pre-PT, etc. I said, sure. Physical therapy sounds good. (laughs) I know I don't want to go to med school. I want to be done with school sooner than that. I had never had PT in my life at that point. I have no clue why I decided to make this switch. Uh, It would be another two years before I even went into a PT clinic as a tech. But before then... I just kept taking loans out and also picked up a job to help pay for rent and beer, of course. But once I worked in a PT clinic, I knew uh, I knew it's what I wanted to do. And good thing, because I just took out all these loans to go this route. In my final year of my degree, you have to get an internship. And lucky for me, I got mine as a tech working full-time back in St. Louis, which is pretty much unheard of. And St. Louis was my hometown, so even bigger win. I was able to live with my parents during this time. So you'd think I was able to save up a bunch of money. Nope. Finances were nowhere on my radar. I made so little during this time that my monthly undergrad loan repayment was $0. 
So I never paid anything towards it. The fall of 2014, I had applied for PT school. Denied. Everywhere I applied. Denied. So I continued to work at this PT clinic as a tech for the next year until the next application cycle. Living with my parents, quite literally in the basement. How much was I able to save up in this year? If you guessed zero, you'd be right. I applied again for PT school and only got an offer to interview at two schools, a private school in Arizona and a public school in Missouri. I attended both interviews and got waitlisted at both. At this point, I was contemplating what I even wanted to do anymore. I considered paramedic uh, school if I didn't get in because I had some patients I worked with who liked the work and made good money, and it would keep me in the medical field. However, I did end up getting into Missouri State University, and I started there the summer of 2016. Because of this, my undergrad loan payments were paused since I resumed school. However, the cycle of taking loans out began again. But at this time, I started understanding the financials more. I worked with my mom on the FAFSA applications. This is when I started to see the real numbers of the cost of school. I took the full amount and then the full amount of the grad plus loan. I did this for every semester. I worked as an anatomy tech in my third year, so I had a little money then, but I didn't work any other jobs during PT school that paid me. However, during this time, I was building my resume inadvertently. I started doing a podcast about strength and conditioning in PT school. I took out took on a role of the student blog. Uh, I ran the student blog for the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapists. I started an ortho club at my PT school, took a board role at the state level with the student section, uh, as well as an exec role at the Missouri State DPT Student Club. And during this time, I started looking more and more into finances. I was able to get financial, get a financial planner to come to our school's DPT program to talk to us students about finances and budgeting. That was pretty cool. Sometime around my second and third year of DPT school, I started to get more into finances and money in general. I started becoming more aware of my spending and started tracking my spending in an app called Mint. It didn't change my spending habits but I did start to track my money. Baby steps. Total student loan debt after PT school had surpassed $150,000. 30K from undergrad, 120 from PT school. Towards the end of my DPT student years, I realized I wanted to do residency. I knew residents took a bit of a pay cut for the training, but I wanted the knowledge and made that decision willingly. I was incredibly fortunate to get into Memorial Hermans residency, and I will be forever grateful that I made that decision. Uh, it was exactly what I was needing from clinical perspective. Since my income during residency was lower than a new grad, and I started residency right after PT school, my loan payments continued to be $0 during this time. Unfortunately, halfway through residency, COVID hit and residency was somewhat affected. We were able to finish, but the experience was different than if COVID hadn't happened. Due to COVID, all loans went into forbearance, but luckily these years counted towards forgiveness. $0 payments per month and it counts towards forgiveness? Yes, please. I met my last partner during PT school and she lived in Austin, Texas. So I decided that since she had been there for several years and had a network of friends, I'd move there. Around this time, I really started digging deeper into financial independence earning time freedom, FU money, retiring young so I could do what I want with my time. I started using this app called YNAB, 
you need a budget. I had a little bit of debt when I moved to Austin and this app and method helped me pay it off quick. I still use it to this day and I'm still an advocate for it, which I'll talk about in future episodes. When I got to Austin in the middle of the pandemic, jobs were scarce. Everyone had just laid off a lot of their workforce and we were trying to bring those people back on. I decided to take a job as a home health PT. That lasted all of six weeks before I quit that and I started doing Instacart actually. Um, Yeah, I hated it that much. I was still applying for ortho jobs at this time and luckily interviewed with the company I'm at now, North Austin PT. It was the best decision I made from a clinical perspective. My commute was 35, 40 minutes one way. I was working four nines and one four on Fridays. This made Fridays great, but Monday through Thursday took a real toll on me. I wasn't exercising much, if at all. And when I did, I felt guilty because it would take time away from time with my girlfriend at the time. After one and a half years of this, I decided to cut back to 30 hours a week. This decision didn't come lightly. I've been wanting to save, save, save during this time, which I was able to do, but life isn't all about money. My mood had noticeably changed. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror on the, or on the scale. I was feeling weaker and mentally I was burning out with PT. Since cutting back to 30 hours, I've restarted working out again four to five times a week and sleeping over seven hours each night. The downside to this for me was taking a hit to savings for retirement. Since I had less coming in, I had to allocate money differently and investments just weren't a part of that picture. Before dropping my hours and when I had more money coming in to invest, so like late 2021, early 2022, I had saved up an income replacement fund around $5,000 worth and put it into crypto in what I thought was a safe investment. I put it into Bitcoin at its peak on a platform that I thought I had done research on and could trust. Well, early 2022 comes around and the crypto market is tanking. And with that, these platforms started going under and filing for bankruptcy. I unfortunately didn't get my money out in time and I will likely never see the full amount again. I learned a lot from this and my opinion on Bitcoin hasn't changed all that much, but that's a conversation for another time. But if I were to invest in it again, I would do it differently. My focus after taking more personal time when cutting back on my hours was to see if I could start a cash pay clinic within a gym. I invested in a coach where I, a business coach, which was a great decision. And that helped me get to where I am today, working 30 hours a week for a PT clinic and then seeing a few patients a month for cash. It's allowed me to have great balance of life, exercise, and relationship at the time. I'm still working on paying off business debt, but that shouldn't take only a few months. This leads me to where I am today. I'm about to move out of Austin, Texas and back to St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm from. I'm budgeting, my budgeting habits have allowed me to save up enough money to take the next three months off from work and spend time with family and friends as I'd like. So what's to come? I plan on getting into travel PT, actually, and seeing where that wild ride takes me. I'm looking forward to what the increased income does for me and my progress towards financial independence, and I hope it can serve as a roadmap for other PTs to do the same. But that's me and my money journey so far. As of now, my liabilities far outweigh my assets at this point in my life, but I'm okay with that for now. One of the benefits of my commute length is the time to listen to a lot of financial podcasts. Some of my favorites have been Choose FI, 
bigger pockets money, and all the hacks. I started learning about travel rewards during this time and how I could open specific credit cards, meet minimum spend requirements, and get a huge amount of points. When my ex and I were still together, both of our families lived out of state, so traveling to see them costs a lot of money. But the strategies I learned allowed us to not have to pay any money for a plane ticket for the last two years, almost three years. And I don't plan to start anytime soon. I also started learning more about the FIRE community, financial independence retire early, which was a main driver for me over the last three years. But as I learned more, there are so many ways to do FIRE and so many ways people do it wrong. I've realized my goal isn't to just retire and do nothing. That's just not inherently who I am. I want to have enough money to do what I want, when I want, and live my life to the fullest while also making an impact in my local community. So really, I want to be financially independent, but not necessarily retire early, which is why I started Unlock Financial Independence instead of Unlock Financial Independence Retire Early. My goal is to teach other therapists the importance of a budget and how to create one, change your mindset around money, use credit cards in a way that isn't scary and can help you take more vacations without spending your hard-earned dollars and understand how much you need for retirement and the simplest way to start investing into retirement. Understanding all of this will lead to a more fulfilling life now. Oftentimes, therapists will feel that they have to sacrifice a job in the ideal setting that pays them below what they feel they should make for a job in a setting that they don't like in order to make what they feel they should make, even though they dislike the work. My hope is that through learning, through leaning in and doing the hard work of getting control of your finances, you realize that you can work at a place you love while still working towards your goals and living your best life now. That's my story. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, subscribe to the monthly Financially Savvy Physio newsletter where I send out travel rewards hacks and financial information specific to the physical therapists. And follow me on Instagram and YouTube at UnlockFIRehab on all platforms. Until next time, y'all. Peace.